listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Well, if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to loose. A time to keep and a, ca- a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. You know, in our lifetime, we'll experience many different seasons. There's the highs and the lows. There's the, the good and the bad. I'm sure all of us have lived through the, the peaks of life as well as the valleys of life. But regardless of where we find ourselves, every season that we're in provides an opportunity to know God in a greater way. Every season of life provides an opportunity to know God in a greater way. You know, as we enter a new season of life, there are times where we have what I would call uh, spiritual growing pains. You know, those times where your, your spirit just feels pregnant with, with something that God is wanting to release. You, you don't always know what it is, but there's, there's this increase that's coming. And Isaiah speaks of this idea in Isaiah 54 where he talks about enlarging the place of your tent, stretching your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And there's this, this, you can feel this increase inside of your your spirit you know god is moving you're not sure what it is it's a bit of a mystery but you know that he's doing something that's what the shift in season sometimes sometimes feel like you know other times we just simply feel the weight of life being forced upon us i'm sure that we we've all had a season of life where it feels feels like that life just hit us square in the face and you're not really wondering what the challenge is of that season. You know, it's just kind of right here in your face all the time. But regardless of what season we're in, it's always wise to ask this question. Who does God want to be for me in this season that He couldn't be in any other season? Who does God want to be for me in this season that He couldn't be in any other season. It's not that God was limited in a previous season. God is never limited. He's not limited in power and knowledge and wisdom in any way. But sometimes our perspective of Him can be limited. Sometimes our perspective and our understanding of what He wants to do in our life, what He's wanting to accomplish, can be limited. You know, sometimes we can be distracted. You know, we're often distracted by gold and glory and guys. Our gold and glory and girls. You know, there, there's a things that distract us as human beings from, from the plans and the purposes of God. 
And so it's it's not that that he's limited in any way, but but we can be distracted, or, or we can just be ourselves limited in the perspective and the ability to see what God is wanting to do in a particular season. But the good news is this: new seasons bring new perspectives. New seasons bring new perspectives. You know, there have been seasons in my life where I was just completely sure that I knew what God was calling me to do. I just knew that there was that these were the things that I was, uh, was were meant, I was meant to accomplish in that season. And it was only years later when I looked back at that time that I realized, oh my goodness, I, I, I didn't have a clue. You know, I thought I knew, but it was just selfish ambition. The things that I was going after, it wasn't God. And sometimes it takes a new season to give us an accurate perspective on where we've been so we can begin to adjust where we're going. And we can take a moment to dial in and, and have God reveal His heart in that season so that we don't repeat the same cycle of life. Sometimes we miss God just because of our immaturity. When I was a kid, every Friday night was movie night. And I would get together with my, my brother Luke and my younger sister Abigail, my mom and my dad. My younger brother Judah wasn't, he wasn't even thought of at that point. And we'd get together and we'd watch movies. And they were all, you know, family movies, but I was so young that some of the, the themes were kind of grown up to me. And they, you know, some of those, the nuances as a kid you just don't get. And I, I thought I knew what was going on. I thought I knew the plot. I certainly knew when to laugh. You, you just laughed when everybody else in the room was laughing, right? You know, as a kid, you don't know what's going on, but ha ha, that's funny. And so I thought I knew what was going on. And, you know, 10, 15 years later, you remember an old movie and you put it in and begin to watch it. And you're like, oh my goodness, that's what this movie was about. <laughs> you, had, you had no idea what was going on. And it's not that the movie somehow magically changed. It was that I wasn't mature enough to understand what the movie was communicating. And there are certain aspects of God's nature that we may not be mature enough to understand. And I don't say that to be mean. It, it's just the truth. You know, Jesus dealt with disciples about this all the time. And he was calling, do you not get it yet? You know, do, do we have to go over this again? At the, the Last Supper, when Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples, and he comes to Peter, and Peter's like, you're going to wash my feet? And Jesus says, listen, you, you're not going to get it right now. There's going to be a time when you understand what's going on. There's, gonna, there's another season when things will be more clear to you, but you're, you're just not going to see it right now. And sometimes the level of revelation is greater than our level of understanding. And we can live our life thinking that we have it all figured out when really the main point of everything has gone over our head. And that's why it's so important, especially with spiritual issues, that we never develop this, this heart of stone, this heart that, that we come to this place where we, we've got it all sorted. We've got it all figured out, but we always stay teachable. We always stay pliable. We always realize, you know, I could be wrong. I think I'm right, but I, but I could be wrong. Because God is, God is maturing us. He's growing us. He's taking us from glory to glory. It's a, it's a relationship. Think about your relationships, especially with your a significant other, your spouse. You know, they're, they're probably very different than they were 
today than they were when you first were married. There's, there's a, uh, a depth, a richness that wasn't there. And see, God reveals himself. He, he, he releases revelation to speak into that moment. Right? In the moment of need, there's a revelation that comes and it brings comfort. It brings you know, the, the power to, to meet that need. It, it impacts that moment in history. But revelation also creates a foundation for us to step up on so that we can reach a greater revelation. Right? Because He's leading us from glory to glory to glory. And it would be like in, in the first grade. If after the first grade we thought, okay, we're set for life. We got it all figured out. You know, that, that would probably make life a lot easier. <laughs> we just all, let's just agree right now. We're not going to think about anything over a first grade level. But no, it, it doesn't work that way. First grade, you, you learn some, you know, fun stuff, but it's laying a foundation for everything that you're going to learn in second grade. And then second grade learns, lays the foundation for third grade and on and on. And that's what the relationship, that's what the relationship with God is like. You know, new seasons bring a new perspective and we have to keep our heart pliable. We have to keep our heart open. We can't step into a new season and think, well, I got this figured out. I, you know, just because we hear the voice of God to do something doesn't mean that we know how to do it. That's why God puts us Puts us with family. We, we often can hear the what to do, and then we run full on doing it. We never ask, well, how do you want me to do it? And as we move from season to season, God will speak to us, and He'll reveal Himself in a way that will strengthen us and prepare us for the things that He's called us to do. Because every season has an assignment attached to it. And God wants to reveal Himself in such a way to strengthen us for that assignment. Let me say that again. Every season has an assignment attached to it. And God wants to reveal Himself to us in such a way as to strengthen us for that assignment. So let's look at that in Scripture. Let's look at the the life of Moses. God revealed himself to Moses differently in different seasons of his life. In Exodus 3, we we come upon Moses and he's toiling in the wilderness. That's a good word, toiling. He's toiling in the wilderness. He's far from the glory of God. And he's completely removed from his former life as the prince of Egypt. He now finds himself working for his father-in-law as a shepherd in the desert. That's a big difference between the the prince of Egypt. Everything that you need is right there. And now you're working for your father-in-law as a shepherd in the desert. But little does he know that he's about to enter a new season. And God has a plan to take him from being a shepherd to being the deliverer of the nation of Israel. And so this new season, it carries with it a new assignment. And therefore, God reveals himself in a new way to strengthen Moses to carry out that assignment. God reveals himself in the burning bush. So Moses is, he's walking along the desert. He sees this bush. It's on fire. And he notices something about it. It's just not, it's not catching fire and being consumed. It's just burning. 
And so he comes up to the bush and God begins to speak through him, to him through that, through the burning bush. And so he reveals himself through this burning bush and where he speaks to him about his future. He speaks to him about the deliverance of Israel and he reveals his own nature to him. And he says, I am who I am. He reveals himself in a new way as I am who I am. And in doing this, he completely shifts Moses' view of God. Do you see what's happening? There is a new season that Moses is about to enter into. He's, he's being called to a new assignment. But what he knew of God previously was not enough to give him the strength that he needed for the new assignment. And rather than run into the future thinking, I got this, I got it figured out, I, I've, I, I encountered God you know, at some point in my life and, and that'll sustain me. There, there's an encounter with God where he gets a new revelation of who God is. He's moving from glory to glory. He's moving from first grade and everything that he's experienced has prepared him now for this new level in God. And so God reveals himself as I am. And he turns this stuttering murderer into Israel's deliverer. And it was a powerful calling on his life. And it had to be accompanied by an upgrade in his relationship with God. And when we allow God to have access to our heart, new seasons will bring us a new perspective. And the key of making it through the season that you are in is getting God's perspective. What is He calling you to do? And what is His view of the season that you're in? I don't know about you guys, but that was a pretty significant encounter. And I think for most of us, that would probably sustain us for a while, probably like a lifetime. You know, if I'm walking along the beach, this fire starts burning. I mean, that would be enough. It would be on YouTube. You know, we'd like we'd go viral. And then God starts speaking. Well, that gets you, you know, you get 200,000 followers and you got your whole ministry. Boom, you're set. You're good to go. You know, some of us would think, okay, that's, that's what you're known for. I mean, do you realize that denominations have put in place and there's traditions that have divided the church because people said, I've encountered God and this is just who we are. And they were never, they, they aren't willing to change. But you know, sometimes God does amazing things in our life that we hold as sacred. And he said, yeah, that's just the warm-up act. I need to, I need, now I need you to go here. You know, it's okay with God to have you known throughout the world in one season of your life and to have you completely hidden in another. You know, just because you've experienced one aspect of his nature does not mean that's who you are. We are sons and daughters. And to obey is better than sacrifice. That's what we're called to. It's all about obedience. Whether he's called us to something humble or something grand, what, what makes heaven rejoice is a yes. When there's a yes in our spirit to the things that God has called us to. And so, that would, I mean, I'm just telling you right now, if I saw the burning, I mean, I would... We'd work that thing. We'd have it going. But seasons change. And the season of Moses being a deliverer would also change. Right? In, in Exodus 3, he was prime, it was all about him bringing Israel out of bondage, out of oppression. 
But as we continue through the story in Exodus 34, it's no longer about him bringing people out. It's about him taking people in. And now he's calling, now his call is bringing Israel into the promised land. See, there's a, there's a shift that happens. And what sustained him in that season of being a deliverer of the nation of Israel was not going to sustain him in establishing God's heart in, in the nation of Israel and bringing him to that place of inheritance. And so now he had to be in, immersed with the inheritance of God. And so Moses, he calls out to God, and God responds, and he speaks his own nature to Moses in Exodus 34, verse 6. It says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. But, but think about this. In his own words, Moses is like, God, I, I need you. I, I want to know you. And God's like, well, you know what? I just happen to be an expert on God. So let me tell you about myself. And he begins to, to share his heart to Moses. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's long-suffering. He's abounding in goodness. He's abounding in truth. And there's that shift in the heart of Moses. He's known God as, I am who I am. The, the part of God that he needed to be, that deliverer. You know, because Moses was afraid, and when God called him, he was full of fear and anxiety, and he had all these excuses and these reasons that he couldn't do it. And to every excuse, to every reason, God would just simply say, tell them, I am who I am has sent you. That was the answer. And Moses needed that that connection with that part of God. But now the season had changed. The assignment had changed. It wasn't about bringing uh, people out. It was about establishing and bringing people in. God needed to reveal that, that other side of his heart. And he established his heart, his nature, in the heart of Moses so Moses could establish it in the heart of the people. Because every season carries with it a new assignment. And God will reveal Himself in a new way to strengthen us to carry out that assignment. Just quickly, there's a couple other examples in Scripture. I'm just going to give you two. You know, the story of Gideon. We know this, you know, Gideon's in a wine press. He's scared. But he doesn't know there's a new season that he's about to walk into. But before he walks into it, God reveals himself as Jehovah, which means the existing one. Before he calls him and gives him the assignment, he reveals himself in a greater way so that he can be strengthened for the assignment, so that he can walk in victory in the things that God has called him to. Peter, Peter prophesies the new revelation of Jesus. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And most people would say, well, you're a prophet. You know, you're Elijah. But Peter comes into this brand new revelation of who Jesus is. And in Matthew 16, 16, he declares, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 
You know, Peter is about to enter this new season to establish the church. There's a new assignment that's released. And so the Holy Spirit comes and reveals a new revelation of who Jesus is so that he can be strengthened for the assignment that's to come. And so the question that I have tonight is, what is the revelation of God that we hold in our heart? As I said earlier, when, when I fell in love with Jody, when we first met, and my heart was a fluttering, and we wouldn't want to leave, and we wouldn't want to hang up on each other. You know, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. And I think I kept talking, and she had been off the phone for like 40 minutes. You know, no, it wasn't like that. She, she loved me. I, I do remember the first time I told her that I loved her on our first date. And... <laughs> And her response went something like, well, isn't that nice? <laughs> but I was on cloud nine. I didn't care. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that was a big deal. But, you know, when you're in, in that moment, I, I never imagined that it would get any better. I never imagined that, that you know, you kind of think you know what love is. And then... You know, for us, it's, we've been married for a little over 20 years. And I know some of you, you know, much longer than that. And there's, I mean, you are literally in the process of becoming one. And you get to the place where you can't imagine yourself without that person. And it's so different. But it's so much deeper. And it's, it's so much richer. And that's the, the, the same thing should be true of the relationship that we have with God. Again, if we're, if we're living off a, re- a revelation of God and His love and, and who He is that's, you know, we first experienced 20 years ago. It may be time to take another look. And some, we wear ourselves out because we're trying to do the same old things, the same stuff. And God says, no, that, that worked back then, but see, I, we're, we're moving on. The kingdom is advancing. And I, I want to show you a deeper side of me. And sometimes we get so locked into the process that we just get good at the process and then we replicate that week after week and day after day in our life. And God says, you know, that, that's great and all. That's, that's a nice club you got going there. But see, I, 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 want, to, I want to encounter you. I want, I want to know you. I want you to know me. I want to reveal my heart. I want to reveal myself to you. It's in that process of beholding the goodness of God that we are transformed, that we become like Him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In our relationship with God, we are meant to experience an ever-increasing glory. And one of the things that keeps us from getting from where we are to that place is sometimes it can be so hard to let go of what felt so good for all of those years. The thing that we're known for, the thing that gave us identity. You know, and it's in that moment like you're on the, the trapeze and you know, you, to start to fly, you got to let go. But there, we're, we're meant to advance. There's, a, there's an increase that God wants to take us into. And so again, what is, the, what is the picture of God that we have in our heart? 
A.W. Tozer in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, wrote, What comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes to our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. He goes on to say, We tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. We move toward the mental image that we have of God. What is the the image, the picture of God that's in our heart? And I actually want to take just a little bit of time to for us to personally look at that question. Just just a couple of minutes. I actually want to just take a few minutes and if you have a, a pen and paper or your phone or you can write it on the the tablets of your heart or but I, I want to look at that question. You know, what answer this question, what is your current picture of God? And we're just going to take a couple of minutes, just in a few sentences. Generally the first thing that comes to your mind is probably really close to what that is. And how long have you had that image? And is it time for an upgrade? So just a few minutes. Just think on those things. And as you think about this and you get that, that picture, I, I certainly don't want to create a, an atmosphere where I'm in any way communicating that, um, something is wrong with us if we, you know, we're messing up, we're not seeing him right. Again, the goal is just to allow him to, to grow us up, right? You know, he's our dad. And he wants to, he wants to, to love us. He wants access to us. You know, a good way to know what's in our heart, because scripture tells us the heart can be deceitful above all else. And that's the thing that I'm, I'm constantly having to talk with people, bounce things off. Am I, am I, am I getting this right? You know, is this, is this what, does this seem odd? Does this seem off? But, um, you know, how do we respond to things during the day? You know, if we lose our religion every time a car pulls in front of us, you know, you, we might want to, you, you see what I'm saying? Out of our, out of our, the way we re- react, the way we respond, it's not just who we are in those, those quiet moments when pressure is applied. Where do we crack? And that, that can tell us, you know, the areas that maybe we're believing a lie about who God is. Because when we, when we can see Him for who He really is, when we can see Him perfect and beautiful and holy, and there's a trust, a complete trust, to allow who He is to define who we are, then, then, then we begin to respond the way He would respond. And when we see something in us that doesn't resemble Him, then it can reveal a place that maybe maybe there's a wound in our life, or there's something that's happened throughout our life that's that's causing us to uh, be uh, kind of a distortion in the way that we view Him. That we view Him, and He is just so good about uh, about helping us remove those those strongholds in our life. 
The next question that I want you to just to take a maybe about 30 seconds, you can take these home too, to ask is what is your assignment for this season? What is your assignment for this season? And as I want to say this, for some of you, you need the assignment is about picking something up and, and actually engaging and doing something. But for other you, others of you, it's about laying something down. You know, sometimes we're running with things that we're not called to run with. And we take responsibility for things that God is saying, that's, I didn't tell you that that's your assignment. I didn't tell you to do that. And so just keep that in mind. Some of you may be picking things up, and, and for some of you, maybe laying things down. And again, we can you can work on these and take the answer these questions, and Holy Spirit will just come throughout the week and begin to whisper things, and you can just kind of keep you know you can just carry on those conversations throughout the day. He's just awesome at that. But the last question: Who does God want to be for you in this season? That's a question that you want to ask of Him. Who is it that He wants to be for you in this season? Give you just a couple more seconds, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Well, awesome, Holy Spirit, we just ask that even throughout the week, you would just continue to speak to us about these these questions. God, we want to we want to see you clearly. We also want to know any any obstacles in our lives that would prevent us from seeing you clearly, that, that we could remove those things. We ask you to just reveal any strongholds in our lives. Father, we ask that you would just speak clearly, Holy Spirit, just the assignment that you have for us, the things we need to pick up and the things we need to lay down. And Father, who do you want to be for us in this season? We just open our hearts to receive from you. Well, Throughout our lives, we will enter many different seasons. All right, marriage, the birth of a child, significant promotions at work, new responsibilities, new ministries. There's all kinds of changes that we face. Sometimes there's all kinds of changes that we face within a 24-hour period. It's, it's critical that we take time to encounter God. It's in that place of, of waiting and, and rest that we find strength. And we, we have to take the time to align ourselves with heaven's perspective. You know, to kind of get this picture of a military man getting his orders. You're going to go and take that heel. And the private, okay, and he grabs his gun and just starts running. It's the only problem, he starts running in the wrong direction. You know, he, he never found out which hill. And sometimes I think we do that. We wear ourselves out, think we're doing kingdom stuff. But we're, we're, we're running after the wrong things. And we get it. It's, it, it comes from a passion and a want to. 
But it's in that place of just being quiet and being still that we, that we get the, the clarity and the direction from God. We get a, a greater understanding of His heart. See, when we try to accomplish heaven's purposes in our own strength, we will live on adrenaline and not out of the Spirit. And there is a, there's a power boost, right? That we, that we get that adrenaline rush. And, and we, you know, it seems sufficient for the moment, but every adrenaline high has an adrenaline low. And there's always that, that crash. We can't sustain that adrenaline rush over the long term, and eventually our energy will wither away, and the new season will overwhelm us. It's only in that place of encountering God, allowing Him to reveal who, who we need Him to be for that season, that it's that that gives us strength. He is the one that gives us strength that sustains us. And every season we need to immerse ourselves in the nature of God. Just simply, I know that you're healer. I know that you're provider. But would you take me deeper? Would you give me understanding? Would you, would you show me your heart for this season? Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. 